Good morning, everyone. Let's begin our service this morning by singing hymn number 40. Come, ye disconsolate, where'er ye languish. Here, health and peace are found, life, truth, and love. Here, bring your wounded hearts. Here, tell your anguish. Earth has no sorrow, but love can remove. Hymn number 40. Scriptural this morning will be given by Imogene from Australia. The Bible, 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another... God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, 
that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. We love him, because he first loved us. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 105. Help us to help each other, Lord, each other's cross to bear. Let each his friendly aid afford and feel his brother's care. Hymn number 105.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss this week's lesson in great depth and learn how to live the lessons that are in the lesson even better. And we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to listen to it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets uh, at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And many of our Sunday school students don't live in the area, so they attend via telephone. So if you do have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, please call us. We'll give you the number and would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m., 8.15 p.m., where you can hear testimonies of healings, lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have many different websites in many different languages, and they are all full of the finest Christian science articles, music, books that you will find anywhere on Christian science. And our websites in languages other than English reach people from around the world, and we are so grateful that the truth of Christian science is available to so many people in their own language. And we are featuring in our English website on the cover page here something I'd like to recommend to everybody everywhere. It is a booklet that our church has put together entitled True Government. And with all of the false concepts of government going around and people fighting about, bickering about human government. This is really important that we keep focused on God's government and control of his universe, including man. This is a really good booklet, and I would recommend it highly to anybody. Uh, we've been... Printing and mailing, the January newsletter has been printed and mailed to subscribers, and it will also be available on our website for those who do not subscribe. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by reading and studying the Christian Science textbook. From page 454, I am an old school practitioner, have served as surgeon in two European wars, practiced medicine for about 10 years in New York City and Brooklyn, until my health compelled me to relinquish my profession. I became a victim of morphia habit, taking daily 30 grains of that drug. My physicians declared me consumptive and abandoned all hopes of recovery. Shortly after this, I made the acquaintance of a student of the author of Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures who presented me with her works. And as drugs did me no good, I stopped taking any whatever save morphia, without which I thought it impossible to get along, and to my astonishment began to gain in flesh, 
and my ambition returning in proportion. I finally felt that I would stop my loathsome habit of morphia eating and did so in one week without any discomfort worth mentioning. For a test, I administered one-fourth of a grain of morphia to the aforesaid scientist hypodermically without the slightest physiological effect, clearly proving the existence of metaphysical laws. I have read science and health carefully and consider my present improved health solely due to mental influence. Otto Anderson, M.D., Cincinnati, Ohio. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 10 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, love. The golden text is from Proverbs. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. The responsive reading is from Psalms. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who was worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Bible. Ephesians. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Genesis. Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife 
unto my son from thence. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia under the city of Nahor. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man unto the well. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceedeth from the Lord. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Luke, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, 
I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Romans, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come no height, no depth, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires, illumines, designates, and leads the way. Right motives give pinions to thought and strength and freedom to speech and action. Love is priestess at the altar of truth. Wait patiently for divine love to move upon the waters of mortal mind and form the perfect concept. The divine love, which made harmless the poisonous viper, which delivered men from the boiling oil, from the fiery furnace, from the jaws of the lion, can heal the sick in every age and triumph over sin and death. It crowned the demonstrations of Jesus with unsurpassed power and love. But the same mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, must always accompany the letter of science in order to confirm and repeat the ancient demonstrations of prophets and apostles. God is the principle of divine metaphysics. As there is but one God, there can be but one divine principle of all science. And there must be fixed rules for the demonstration of this divine principle. The letter of science plentifully reaches humanity today but its spirit comes only in small degrees. The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science is love. By interpreting God as a corporeal savior, but not as the saving principle or divine love, we shall continue to seek salvation through pardon and not through reform and resort to matter instead of spirit for the cure of the sick. As mortals reach through knowledge of Christian science a higher sense, they will seek to learn not from matter but from the divine principle God, how to demonstrate the Christ truth 
as the healing and saving power. We must form perfect models in thought and look at them continually, or we shall never carve them out in grand and noble lives. Let unselfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven, reign within us, and sin, disease, and death will diminish until they finally disappear. If we wish to follow Christ's truth, it must be in the way of God's appointing. Jesus said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. He who would reach the source and find the divine remedy for every ill must not try to climb the hill of science by some other road. All nature teaches God's love to man. But man cannot love God supremely and set his whole affections on spiritual things while loving the material or trusting in it more than in the spiritual. It is ignorance and false belief based on a material sense of things which hide spiritual beauty and goodness. Understanding this, Paul said, neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. This is the doctrine of Christian science that divine love cannot be deprived of its manifestation or object, that joy cannot be turned into sorrow, for sorrow is not the master of joy, that good can never produce evil, that matter can never produce mind, nor life result in death, the perfect man, governed by God, his perfect principle, is sinless and eternal. If sickness is real, it belongs to immortality. If true, it is a part of truth. Would you attempt with drugs or without? to destroy a quality or condition of truth? But if sickness and sin are illusions, the awakening from this mortal dream or illusion will bring us into health, holiness, and immortality. This awakening is the forever coming of Christ the advanced appearing of truth, which casts out error and heals the sick. This is the salvation which comes through God, the divine principle, love, as demonstrated by Jesus. The physician who lacks sympathy for his fellow being is deficient in human affection. And we have the apostolic warrant for asking, He that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Not having this spiritual affection the physician lacks faith in the divine mind 
and has not that recognition of infinite love which alone confers the healing power. Every trial of our faith in God makes us stronger. The more difficult seems the material condition to be overcome by spirit, the stronger should be our faith and the purer our love. The Apostle John says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Here is a definite and inspired proclamation of Christian science. The Master said, No man cometh unto the Father, the divine principle of being, but by me, Christ, life, truth, love. For Christ says, I am the way. Physical causation was put aside from first to last by this original man, Jesus. He knew that the divine principle, love, creates and governs all that is real. Man understands spiritual existence in proportion as his treasures of truth and love are enlarged. Mortals must gravitate Godward. Their affections and aims grow spiritual. They must near the broader interpretations of being and gain some proper sense of the infinite in order that sin and mortality may be put off. This scientific sense of being, forsaking matter for spirit, by no means suggests man's absorption into deity and the loss of his identity, but confers upon man enlarged individuality a wider sphere of thought and action, a more expansive love, a higher and more permanent peace. Love is the liberator. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 32. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend, like brother birds that soar and sing, and on the same branch bend. The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. Hymn number 32.
about a healing I had. See, my heart was weighed down. I was angry and sad. Carried heartache, mistakes, unfair things done to me. It was quite a mixed bag of mortality. It was quite a mixed bag of mortality. Let's now sing hymn number 350. Through the love of God, our Savior, all will be well. Free and changeless is his favor. All must be well. Precious is the love that healed us. Perfect is the grace that sealed us. Strong the hand stretched forth to shield us. All, all is well. Hymn number 350.
read from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. John, this is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Amen. Amen.